hosting for Two Blokes Talking Tech. Proudly provided by Web Central. Now, it's time for Two Blokes Talking Tech. There is a lot going on in technology, as always. About technology. Fantastic to get these speeds on a mobile phone, isn't it? The speeds on this thing are amazing. Two blokes talking tech. Very nice, snappy performance. It's a good phone. Yeah, there's a few pros and cons with this. With Trevor Long from yourtechlife.com. Now, my advice to people who like this kind of service is... And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. I really like this new service. Gives you that flexibility to hear your music anywhere. Two blokes talking tech. Stephen and Trevor always providing the best advice. Lots to talk about on Two Blokes Talking Tech. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. And thanks for listening, thanks for downloading episode 118 of Two Blokes Talking Tech. My name's Trevor Long and joining me each and every week and exclusively in the Your Tech Life studios this week, Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. G'day, mate. How are you, Trevor? Great to be here live once again in the cavernous to Your Tech Life studio. Yeah, apologies for the here. echo. The, um, we're, <laughs> we're moving out, so there's, there's, there's not as much sound absorption going on yeah. for those audio files listening. <laughs> and we're here each and every week. Thanks to the good people at Netgear, netgear.com.au. We'll tell you more about them a little later. And it's here uh, 30 minutes of the latest in technology. Thanks for joining us. Now, this is one of those stories that just kind of creeps up on you. And about two days ago, I had a, a tweet from a bloke who was, you know, Whirlpool, the, the forums. Yes. <clears throat> it's actually like, I, I don't really like it that much because it's really narky. Mm. A lot of people just whinging there. But yep. when when there's a problem, geez, they know about it. It lights up, doesn't it? I, uh, I, got, a, I got a tip that Sony had a problem with some of their Bravia TVs. And mm. you think, you know, is it, could this really be affecting many people? Well, I got in touch with Sony a couple of days ago and they said, oh, yeah. And they sent me a list and it's like the KDL, <laughs> this. These are all, there's like at least four series of Bravia TVs. And each series is, you know, has, has uh, you know, obviously multiple TV sales. We're not talking mm-hmm. about 10,000 units here. We're talking about hundreds of thousands of TVs lots potentially here. Yep. Um, and basically what's happening is these things are just turning themselves off. Mm-hmm. You're sitting there watching TV, it just turns itself off. A whole stack of dramas. And it's all because the the electronic program guide, mm-hmm. the EPG, that you receive over the air. So to be very clear, while you're watching free-to-air television – your TV is actually downloading information as well. Yes. Each of the broadcasters allow a little bit of space, and it sends you all the information about all of the broadcasters. Yep. And it turns out that one of the TV networks had a, a corrupt piece of data in there. Now, the statement from Sony today says that nine Network Australia engineers are believed to have identified the source of the corrupt EPG, EPG data, but just don't be um, don't be thinking it is Channel 9 because actually yep. Channel 9 hosts all of the EPG data. Aha. Uh-huh. So it may not actually have been Channel sure. 9, it's just one of the networks. Okay. But seriously, for people affected, the, the, the advice from, from Sony was to unplug your TV from the PowerPoint and leave it to stand for one minute and then plug it back in. Plug it back in and do the, a firmware update. It's, it's right? an official turn it off and turn it back on again from Sony. <laughs> Isn't that what everyone says? Everyone says that. Have you turned it off and turn it back on again? But well, I had a call about this actually on the radio today and uh, the, the, the caller was talking about the fact that the, the standby light was flashing on hmm. and off uh, up to eight times, which is the sign that, the, the, right. the, that you've got the problem. But he said that he, he followed Sony's instructions. He said it took a few calls to get through, but he finally did. Did the, uh, the unplug out of the wall job? and back in again and he said then he had a firmware upgrade and then it solved the problem so yeah. uh, but a bit of a worry like if you've oh. spent big money like and i think it's a problem that that is I suppose you can expect occasionally with a connected device a smart tv you know that it's not a virus as such but 
it it's just shows goes to show these are connected products and a problem like this can occur. That's such exactly a simple right. little thing. It, it's the simplest thing no one would ever have considered. And Sony, you know how you, you run things through tests and, and they trial stuff? Yep. You could never have trialed whatever it was, whatever simple, no. spurious little thing it was. No, they couldn't have predicted it happening, but the chaos and mm. the reputation damage that something like this does is quite enormous when you look at the, the whinging going on and the complaints from customers. And, and it's actually only now that the issue's been fixed that it's it's only a, a turn off and turn it back on again that you yep. need. But two days ago when this was happening, you did. You had to turn it off. You had to do a full factory reset. Yeah, you had to do a, heaps of stuff. But now, because the problem's been fixed in the actual EPG... Mm. Well, Turning the TV off and back on again, essentially you're getting a new EPG, so you yeah. won't have the problem. It's lucky, actually. Well, it's sort of being connected is a blessing and a curse. In this yeah. case, you got the issue, but then it was fixed up without you having to do anything. You just got to download the upgrade rather than have to take it somewhere. But um, I, I was contacted by Ben Grubb from the City Morning Herald who heard the call, yeah. and I wasn't aware of this problem uh, at the time. This was uh, when I was on the radio, and uh, he, he pointed me in the right direction, and apparently he was saying that they've been flooded with emails from customers whose TVs are turning yeah. on and off. They're in panic you can only imagine can't you so uh, anyway if you've got a sony smart tv and you're having problems with it there's there's your problem uh just go to the sony website there is information there but as of today essentially if you're having the problem it is just to turn it off leave it off turn it back on again and you should be fixed because the the actual data the the corruption has been solved so uh anyway interesting stuff from sony if you've got one of those tvs let us know if you had a problem hopefully you got it sorted with sony two blokes talking tech you're listening to two blokes talking tech with trevor long and stephen fennick now, uh, the next story is about Huawei. Now, Huawei. We, we, we're, we love We've saying that. It, it rolls off the tongue. We've nailed I've, it. I've actually I've done a bit of radio this week about a, a product I'm going to talk about in the reviews, and I actually mm. had to put in brackets how to pronounce it, and I wrote out who, W-H-O. Uh, Wah. Uh, who are we? Who are we? A-R-E and W-A-Y. And then they all got it right. I was on the radio with Andrew Moore today and he pronounced it like a champ. And I said, mate, it helps, oh. it helps that I wrote it down for you. But anyway, <laughs> what we're talking about, though, uh, first of all, is the new Ascend P6, which mm. they're claiming is the world's slimmest smartphone. I like that about Huawei. They always come up with the biggest, the thinnest, the fastest. Now, we're going to talk about the biggest later, the yeah. Ascend Mate. But this is a, a device that is only 61 Six point one eight millimeters thick, which is is like it's like a th- that's crazy. thinner than a pretzel. You, you think about how where, where we're going with this. I mean, these things will snap there that that yeah. thin, thin. It's got a four point seven inch screen, uh, high def screen, and it's got a five megapixel front facing camera. So everyone who likes taking a selfie, they've got a decent front facing camera. <laughs> but uh, that'd be you, of course. Oh yeah, massive. But uh, no, they, they, they haven't indicated when it's going to come out in Australia. They say it'll you know stay tuned. You've got a one point five gigahertz quad core processor, four point two point two for our our yeah, finicky yeah. Android followers yeah. out there. <laughs> and uh, but look, I think I quite like the fact that Huawei is not afraid to have a go. They're not they're not ranked among the biggest. Uh, no. mobile phone manufacturers, but they're out there. Like the, the hits one, the thinnest. They got the largest. They got the fastest. Well, you know what that there. is? That's smart marketing as well. Product planning, marketing. It doesn't need to sell in droves as their main product. What it does is it gets attention, not just from the two mm. blokes talking tech, but everywhere because people are looking to talk about what is the thinnest or set a benchmark. Is this yep. thinner than and all those kind of questions? But they're, so they're also smart too because they you, you find they haven't aligned themselves with an operator as such. Yeah, they're. they're outright purchase devices and they're affordable Yep. and hopefully this will be the same one we're going to talk later about the Ascend Mate and its affordability but uh, I think that uh, no I think good to see that they're, they're pretty aggressive and, and going after some market share and good luck to them well talking about market share how about this for a rumour I read this today on The Verge um, that Huawei's uh, thinking seriously about Nokia acquisition 
Yeah. I mean, it's it's just a rumor, but it's a very interesting concept. So you know, Huawei this- taking over Nokia or the other way around? No, Huawei right. taking over Nokia. Jeez, how the mighty have fallen. Huh? That's exactly right. And, you know, dominance of a huge Chinese brand with a yep. huge amount of cash, obviously. Mm. And, you know, this little Finnish company now. Yeah, <laughs> Nokia, a little Finnish well, company. You know what, yeah. But really interestingly, the chairman of Huawei basically said, look, uh, you know, the concept is we, we'd consider it, but they'd have to move away from Windows because yeah. well, it's weak. Let's Windows th- phone is weak. Let's consider that for a second. Oh. We, we've discussed many times in the past where if Nokia had have built an Android device, oh. they would be up there. They'd be with, you they'd think be with of Samsung. the Lumias. They're beautiful they're phones. They're brilliant. They make great the cameras on them, yeah. let alone anything else. You put Android in there. Unbelievable. And they'd be top quality well, phones. This could be a possibility then where maybe they're building, they might keep the Nokia name. Because it is, you know, it's still got quite a oh, legacy yeah, you, around the world. You buy Nokia, you don't, you don't change the names. Absolutely. So imagine that though. They're going to they they take them over. They they make up like look, there was some there was some issue between Nokia and Google that prevented them from going Android. Hmm. Uh, but they could maybe if this does occur, you know, let bygones be bygones. Water under the bridge. Nokia running Android. Yeah. And so the official statement from Huawei is that they have no plans to acquire Nokia, but. That doesn't rule anything out. Yes. just means well, they currently... Where there's smoke, there's fire, as they say. Drew. Well, you know what? That, in the tech world, probably means more than most other places. Absolutely. It's, it's fairly Rumours in the tech world are pretty solid exactly. when, whenever they come up. And it doesn't matter who the company is. Rumours rumors matter for something. So, Absolutely. anyway, interesting story, and you'll be able to read more about that uh, ultra-thin, super-duper-thin, whatever they're going to call it, the uh, smartphone. The Ascend P6. Uh, at techguide.com.au. <laughs> Now, you know I love cars, and this is not two blokes talking cars. You don't, do you? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a bit of a fan. <laughs> I, I don't mind it. And um, this week, I got to have a, a bit of a drive in the new VF Commodore. Now, uh-huh. the Commodore is obviously Aussie-built. Uh, it's it's a stable for, for Holden, only because of the reputation it has. And, yep. you know, it's important because Falcon's disappearing. So what does this mean? This new car is available in the, in the coming months. Now... I got in this thing, and there's been a lot of talk about the tech, mm-hmm. but this thing's over, over, overwhelming. I've driven a lot of cars, and they've got a lot of tech, and it's, it's really cool, but this is a Commodore. Yeah, you know, and that's you just it blows your mind. Now, Stephen, you do drive a car that is a European. No, I'm being very yeah. serious. You drive a European car. Yeah. It's got it got all the bits. I used to yeah. have a BMW. It was unbelievable. And yeah. I look now at cars, and they've all got those things by standard. Yeah. Let me tell you that th- what this thing's got, and I I think your car would have not even half of it, no, right? Not at all. Which is which is you know just shows how far cars have come, let alone hold it. You get in the car, you drive it. There's a head up display. So on the windscreen uh-huh. in front of you, it shows you the speed you're going, g forces, and everything if you yep. want. But wow. really basic stuff. It has collision alert. So if you're about to hit someone, it actually yeah. flashes at you and all that kind of stuff. You're backing out of a car space. It doesn't just show you what's behind you. It actually looks sideways and okay. says, no, no, there's a car coming. So there's a re- re- uh, reversing re- camera. Re- no, but reversing camera, but also out sideways. So it's actually ah. looking, as you're coming out, it's looking sure. down the lane, oh, that's right? Great. which you can't see. Okay. Um, automatic park assist, so it parks itself yep. sideways onto the street or parallel, wow. uh, which is a very Australian thing to do. Okay. The, the entertainment system called MyLink has Pandora and Stitcher built into it. So okay. you've got your iPhone and you've got the Pandora or Stitcher apps. They integrate fully with, okay. with the thing. And it uses your smartphone as the link to the outside that, world? That's right, like we talked about brilliant. with Ford last yeah, week. Yeah. Um, it's got the Siri ha- um, eyes-free um, option. Okay. Um, very cool stuff. Blind spot alert. You're driving along and in the mirrors, yeah. it flashes at Little you flash. when there's a car there. You know, this That's is stuff that you see That's in smart. a lot of cars. But you know what? You consider how much time we spend in our cars and and... Look, we, 
people consider their time in their car as a bit of downtime. It's yeah. time. Like I, I use my time in the car to call people. That, that's yeah. a great time. I use time it to, to make my to phone do calls. nothing but listen to music. Yeah, I do that too. But if you've got a few calls to make, I normally wait till I'm on the road and I just get like three or four yeah, out of the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, knock them over. But like it, with this though, I think that the future is going to be where, and you know, obviously with an eye on safety, but the future is going to be where you're going to talk to the car. It'll type out your messages, emails. You'll still be able to keep your eyes on the road, and mm. that time won't be considered dead time anymore. It'll be time where you can get stuff done still. I'll give you one last thing. Not heavily tech, but just a great idea. Yeah. Uh, how many times have you gone out to the car, it's freezing cold in the morning, and yeah. you got in the car, and it's cold. You've got yeah. to turn the heater up, crank yeah. it up, right? This thing, on the key, there's a button. You press it, hold it yeah. from inside the house, the engine starts. Starts the car up, right? Turns <laughs> the warms the car up. Warms the car up. Oh, that's smart. Inside the climate control yeah. comes up to temp. You get in the car, car's beautiful at nice, temp. But nice. it's safe. The kids can't just start the car and get in because as soon as you get in the car and put it in park, the engine stops and then you have to start it up start again, again properly. Right, so hey. very safe, nice, wow. warm this is car a, in the morning. This is a Commodore, a Holden Commodore. This is my point. A Holden bloody it's Commodore. It's a Holden Commodore. Good luck to it. And they're still oh, going to be built great. here in Australia. That's it. And Australian like Ford, mate. Ford are packing up in packing 2016, up. but Holden, yep. the lion's still roaring. That's Oh, look at that for a <laughs> sign-off. Uh, two blokes talking tech. Yeah, uh, I'd love to see. I'd love to hear from people after they drive the, the Commodore because people will go and test drive it over the coming weeks. It's a, it's unbelievable car. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Now, our, our good friends at Netgear are proud sponsors of Two Blokes Talking Tech and Tech Guide and a whole stack of other things. Um, you know, we've talked a little bit. In fact, we talk a lot about what happens when the number of devices in your home and have you actually thought about the storage that you need to have in your home. We've, the, Netgear have got options that you can plug a USB or a hard drive into your router, but if you're going to take it seriously, you want to look at a ReadyNAS system. Now, I've got a ReadyNAS here at our house. Uh, it's got four bays in it, so I can put four hard drives in it, and all the data on those hard drives is available to all of our devices in the home. So that's where all of our photos are. That's where all of our music is. So if these computers or my laptop or whatever it is die or I, I get a new one or whatever it is, I just plug it in, turn it on, open up iTunes, and there's all my music. Open up photos, there's all my photos. Really simple way of sharing stuff. My wife can be on a computer at the other side of the house. Our photos are on a shared drive that it, that's independent of any computer. That's what's really important. These things sit on your network. They are a computer of their own. You just have to have it on, and every file is available. It's very cool stuff from Netgear, and they do it very, very well. And Top the files quality are stuff. accessible not only in your own network, but from anywhere you've got a connection in the That's world. Right. It's basically got a username and password on it, and you type you type, you type in an address, and you can get those files. So I can actually, from work or from San Francisco, I can look at photos sitting on my Netgear readiness at home. It's unbelievable technology, uh, and if you want to learn more about it, you can go to netgear.com.au. Proud sponsors of uh, Two Blokes Talking Tech. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. You know, sometimes you look at a story and you go, is it April 1st? Yeah, I was just thinking oh, that. Honestly. And <laughs> I was, my Twitter and Google stream, are very, yeah, very oh, popular very, doing that. Google do very good <laughs> April Fool's jokes, right? They so do. when I saw these uh, um, this this in my Twitter stream the other morning, I'm sitting there going, what, what is this? Google <laughs> Loon, L-O-O-N. Now, Google are lunatics a lot of the a time. Loon is sort of Let's, a name given <clears throat> to someone who's a little bit... Uh, <laughs> Um, and, and so it didn't, didn't surprise me really because, frankly, you know, Google are crazy. But here's, yeah. the, here's the thing. Then you click on the story and you read what it's about and you think it could even more be April Fool's. The idea here is that Google, you know, identified that there's a lot of people in the world who are disadvantaged or in remote areas and they can't get the internet or it's really, really expensive. And, and what, what's important is they, they, they need to, you know, Google wants everyone to be connected. Google wants everyone to, to live on the internet, which is fantastic because they make more money out of it. 
And they went, they, you know, you can imagine a Google brainstorming in their Project X group. You know, how do you think we can do that? And they're, oh, well, she put up a satellite. We should do this. And someone in the room has gone, um, <clears throat> um, excuse me, um, what about balloons? And so their idea was to throw a balloon up in the air, 60,000 feet, with basically transponders on it that receive the internet via satellite and then push it back down to earth using an antenna system. They knocked on the door of a farmer in Christchurch and said, mate, any chance you want to take part in a little trial? And he goes, yeah, no worries. What's it about? They said, can't tell you. Uh, A couple of days later, they came back and put a big red thing on his roof and he went, what's all that about? He said, can't tell you. And then two days later, they came back and said, mate, have you got the computer? Yep. Hook it up to this. And for 15 minutes, he got the internet from a balloon. Right. Fifteen. So, what, so what's it supposed to just hover above his house? or how, Well, so what's supposed he, to happen? Here? Here's a small flaw in the plan. <laughs> Balloons and the windy? atmosphere <laughs> do move. So the thing was only available for 15 minutes because it was going was this, over the top. Was this one of the ideas suggested by Owen Wilson and, uh, yeah. and Vince Vaughan in the, <laughs> in the internship? I saw that last week. They, they're interns at Google. This might have been their idea. So there's a big flaw in the plan, obviously, that one balloon can't do it. But I think their idea is that you, if you had a whole network of balloons yeah. that were circling and flying, that you know they could cover um, a whole area with internet. I'm not sure how feasible it is as an ongoing thing, but two things. Credit to Google for the idea and for pulling it off, for doing it. Mm. I mean, you've got to give them something. But seriously, is it is it reasonable? Is this a good use of money? I well, don't know. Well, They've got too much money, I think. You think. Think about what they're trying to do here with the NBN. There's remote areas of Australia oh, yeah. that they're, they're spending huge money to, to supply the internet, uh, You know, whether it's by satellite or with a fibre cable like this. Give it some. I think it'd be a lot cheaper than the NBN, a, a weather balloon and a, a circuit board. But I'm anyway. not sure. Over time, <laughs> I think you need to launch a lot of balloons well, and keep relaunching them. So I don't know. I, you know. But when you look at Google's strategy, it's clearly not just about search anymore. Well, we know that. Um, yeah. But, the, you know, in, in several places in the US, they've got fiber to the home and they run the internet. So I think Google has realized getting in the internet game and actually making sure that people have, importantly, reliable internet and affordable yeah. internet means that people will use the internet more. I so think, uh, they should maybe contact um, Stephen Conroy. What do you think? I don't think he'd take their call. I think <laughs> it's he would, Google. He said, oh, it's Google calling. You I, can't I think, ignore them. I think Stephen Conroy would say, you're loony. What are you talking about? But then again, many people would argue that both Conroy and, and that, Turnbull and, are loony and also. by the way, the offer still stands, Mr. Conroy and Mr. Turnbull for that yeah. matter. If they want to come on to Two Blokes Talking Tech, we ha- will make it for that episode, Three Blokes Talking or Tech. Or four if they want to come on together. Unprecedented. Four Blokes Talking hmm. Tech. We would do it. So... We'll open the doors there, to the Your Tech Life studios we'll and embarrass you, the hell out of ourselves. We'll, <laughs> we'll give <laughs> we you the opportunity. I'm prepared to drive to Canberra. Yes, absolutely. Me too. It's on the record. I'll be driving in your high tech Commodore with you. Yeah, we'll have to. We'll have to pull a rot for that because I don't want to put K's on my own Commodore. <laughs> <laughs> two, two blokes talking tech. Now, it seems everyone's putting out a tablet nowadays, Trevor. Everybody, including Amazon. Yeah. You've got like, My local we, chemist is smashing know, it. <laughs> we know that Amazon have had a lot of success with the Kindle devices. The mm. e-readers uh, up until now have been just the monochrome e-ink paper-like screen. But uh, this, uh, just from this week... Australians have finally been able to get hold of the Kindle Fire HD, which is their first venture into a colour tablet space. Mm. And this is a device to take on the iPad Mini. They all seem to be taken on the iPad oh, yeah. Mini in this space here. Seven-inch screen. It's got a high-definition resolution, 1280 by 800, and, of course, access to all that content. So your, your books, your audio books, your magazines, apps even as well. You've even got access to music, put movies on it, uh, and it's only $229. You could buy it at Dick Smith's. Very good price, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, when you, this is Wi-Fi only, isn't it? 
It is, and and you know, think about it. That's that's not much money to shell out to get well, access with, with the for the basic things that a lot of people. And this is where Apple dominate this space, but. A lot of people, if they actually sat down and analysed, and I'm included in this, if you analyse your usage, what am I doing? I'm on the web, I'm on my email, I'm on Evernote, I do a couple of things, yeah. Twitter and Facebook. Mm. Do you know what? It doesn't have to be an iPad. Exactly. It, it actually, you know, despite the fact that apps are important and they are the biggest thing that Apple has going for them, yeah. I, while I download apps, I don't use them a lot. So, but, you know, I, I would find that I could easily have a, a Kindle with no problem. Absolutely. But I just find myself wanting to sample the apps and things, which is why I stay in the Apple ecosystem. You've got to remember, too, that the tablet is a classic ca- uh, content consumption device, mm. and Amazon has got a ton of content, yeah. whether it's books and magazines, newspapers, you can get all of them. Uh, and also now apps, of course, are very important. They've got a browser on there. So they're ticking all the boxes, I this think. This thing's for been someone. out for a while in the US, though, hasn't it? It has been, yeah, but it's uh, the reason I've written about it is that finally you can buy it over the counter in Australia. Yeah, you could Smith. order it from Amazon, but you know, for people who want to get it right now, you go to uh, Dick Smith stores and you can either order it on the web, pick it up in store, ship it to your home, or just walk in the store and grab one. And Kindle so, Fire HD. And if you're so, bottom line, if you're in the if you've got up sub two fifty dollars and you think you want to get into this tablet space, you've got Wi Fi at home, you want to sit and read books, you want to get on the internet, yep. you want to do those kind of things. Social it's got media, sixteen gig memory too, by the way. F- fantastic little gig. option. Check out the uh, the story on uh, Stephen's website, techguide.com. Dot are you. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Now, this one's very close to your heart because you do spend a fair bit of time at ANZ Stadium. I spend a noticed. lot of time at ANZ Stadium. Uh, looking forward to joining the people at Trend Micro for Origin 3. Absolutely. Two blokes Bring it on. talking Origin. We should take the little recorder. We should record it's it. a Wednesday night, exactly. actually. We will. Exactly, yeah, we should. Let's get there a little bit early Absolutely. and we'll record live from we'll ANZ Stadium. get there Stadium. very early because I don't want to miss out on the dinner in the box, mate. Got oh, okay. You are, I don't want to miss out on the under-20s. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, said on, no yeah. one ever. <laughs> um, but the idea why I'm ringing I this never up, said that because I actually played in one of those oh, games. A couple of times. Oh, no, no disrespect to the young fellas, but seriously, <laughs> they bashed each other senseless in the last one yeah. when I was out there. Anyway, um, ANZ Stadium completes a $3 million audio system upgrade, according yeah. to techguard.com.au and the press release that this I saw. This was given to me exclusively, by the way. No, it wasn't. It was, no, I was going to say, I'm pretty sure I was in my inbox. I was invited to uh, the uh, the event last Thursday, and I think, look, ANZ Stadium is with the venue for the Sydney 2000 Olympics. It's a, it's a premier mm. venue, a very versatile venue, because it can host. AFL, cricket, foot league, everything. It's a very Mm. versatile, one of the most versatile I've said in my story in the world. And they've actually gone to a gentleman named Scott Wilsallen, who is a sound designer who looked after the London Olympics. A sound designer. Hang on, I'll design some sound for you. What? <laughs> Just design some well, sound. By that sound design, I mean that he, he used that like was 200, not three million dollars. Two hundred plus uh, speakers, uh, like loud bass speakers, full range line array. There's all the technical, all the technical terms there. But basically, he's created a concert quality sound system. The, the, the type so, of quality you'd expect from like a Metallica or a Bon Jovi or a So U2. this is what I want to understand. Is it an investment? Because when I was out there for Origin, it was, a, you know, you, you're trying to listen to them yell at you and scream at you yeah. on, the, on the PA. Is it about making the PA performance better for um, sports fans or is it about having the right system in place so that when Metallica want to play yes. there, it's plug and play? Well, both actually. Yeah, too. right. So it's because one thing, and I've seen, I remember years ago seeing you 2 perform out there. I'm talking like five there. or six years ago. I was there. And we were up in the stand, and you. Amanda was pregnant. I, I couldn't hear. I couldn't understand. I couldn't hear the, the song yeah. properly. The acoustics were terrible. You know, I was in the Holden corporate box. For there that. you go. I was in the Panasonic corporate box. So there you go. <laughs> Aren't we but anyway, yeah. But now I think what they've done, they've designed the system, and it's got some intelligence to the system because the sound can actually shape to the stadium. 
Mm. It's it, that there. That's where the sound design comes in. But it can also <laughs> it can also prevent the bass from leaking out as well. Like bass travels. You never want bass leaking. Well, I oh, know. Look, I'll give you a little story. For I got a home theater at my joint, which you've seen. The bass is what keeps my family up at night. And yeah, so yeah. I always have my mobile phone in my theater because if my wife can hear it from our bedroom, she'll text me and say, "Too loud, turn it down." I said to my wife recently, <laughs> "You don't, you don't, buddy, listen to the podcast." She goes, "I don't have to. I can hear them recorded live because it's just upstairs." <laughs> right? Well, there you go. So, so that. I have but the same problem with bass leaking. Bass travels, bass mm. travels. So they've, they've, they've. I think a wise investment because you look at the events they're going to be hosting. They had the Socceroos earlier oh, this yeah. week. They've got Go Origin, the Socceroos. Origin three um, coming up July seventeen. Mm. They've got the Bruce, uh, British and Irish Lions uh, tour. Stuff. They've got the NRL final series, the NRL grand final. So premier uh, venue that's going to have a world-class audio system that you're going to hear. It's going to be crystal clear. Even during the Souths games, they mic up the borough. You know, the boroughs where all the fans, all the hardcore fans mm. sit. There are mics positioned so you can, you can hear them cheering and singing. Yes, they've mic'd their area. That's a bit weird. For the home games. But it, it creates an atmosphere, though. Like they, they start singing. It gives it like a Premier League feel. You know, the English That's fans. a good idea because when you – when like the, the Blackies Blues, is that what it is for the origin? Bla- Blatchies Blues. Blatchies Blues. blues. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, they, they chant. They do some yeah. good chanting and you don't actually know what it is well, if you're not there. Mic, they'll mic them up oh, now. Bring it on. Yes. Rightio, you can read more about ANZ Stadium's $3 million audio upgrade at techguide.com.au. Now, this is probably the blokiest topic on the list here Fair tonight. Fair uh, Oh, uh, yes. I've just looked at the call, rundown. Call of Duty. Uh, and <laughs> Hold the phone, everyone. They're doing it again. Another map pack is out. Uh, going to be map out pack. So Hang on. Just talk to the talk to the idiot. Okay. Call of Duty is a game. It's been out for a while. Yes. But you've, you've smashed it. You've won it. You've played it. You aren't, All you're sitting around doing now is playing multiplayer. Online. Online. The, it's all the, about. These... These map packs allow you to have something new to do, That's essentially. Right. Black Ops 2. Because you've exactly, learnt the maps. Exactly. Well, the, the, the online play, the multiplayer, uh, what ha- there are a set of maps that come with the game, mm-hmm. and then they release these, uh, what they call DLC, downloadable content. So they're DLC. brand new maps. So they're, yep. it's like sort of getting a new game. So what, what they've done, they've released, uh, they're going to release Vengeance uh, on July the 2nd, four new maps. I'll put the trailer and also some uh, snapshots of the maps. Uh, there's some pretty good settings. Jeez, where- they had to twist your arm to put that on your website. Absolutely. But uh, but what I like about it, they're different maps, so they're, they're different skill levels. You uh-huh. need to sort of, they're, they're, some are tight, some are long range. So they've varied it up really nicely. The trailer is on my website. July 2nd, it comes out for Xbox Live. They get it first. Uh, I'm a PlayStation man, so I've got to wait another month after that. But it's good news to see that... I'll lend you an Xbox, game- mate, if you want. Yeah, no, I've got an Xbox. <laughs> but uh, it's good news to see that they're still keeping the game fresh. Now, we've still got a few months before the next Call of Duty comes out, so they're really looking after their current uh, fans, their current players. So keep it. That's what's really interesting adventures. to me is because you're such a fan. You 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 buy it day one, you play it out. You've really smashed it, and then these are the things that keep you interested. So absolutely great stuff for the for the Call of Duty fans to keep you interested before the next episode arrives yeah, November, on your doorstep. November the 5th, I think it's called. Mm. Call of Duty Ghosts is it's, the next It's installment. in Stephen's diary. Not just the date, but the next week. He's not available. <laughs> it's circled, yeah. I'm looking for another bloke to talk to for the week because he'll be he'll be talking to blokes. Cover! Take cover! Fire! <laughs> what do you what do you shout? Mate, I, don't know, I don't know. I, 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 I only use the mic when I'm playing with my, my clan, my friends. Your clans. The they mic. still have clans. I've got a clan, yeah. I had a clan in, a clan. in 1998 I've for Rainbow Six. My clan is MLTA. Listen, if there's anyone listening that can... Pr- no, I'm deadly serious. 
if there's anyone listening that can prove that they were a member of the Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six AU clan, right? This is 1998. So you were I, a player. You were, I'll, you were in there. I'll give them a prize because that there was we had hundreds of people. We had a website. Wow. We had everything. We had a forum. The whole kit because I had obviously right. no life, well, so I could make all this stuff. Well, my clan, the the qualification to be my, in my clan was it had to be related to me. So it was my brother-in-law, oh, my cousin, okay, my son, and it was called MLTA, which is my family's heritage. Maltese, yeah, so yeah, it's I MLTA. I got a lot of inquiries from people asking about that. So, okay, uh, very and, good. And if Souths win the comp, it's going to change to SSFC. Will be my new clan. Why don't you change it now? South Sydney Football Club. I, just, don't, want I, don't, I don't want to jinx it, mate. Hang okay. on. They're doing okay. in there. All right. All right. Uh, you can uh, see the trailers and read more about uh, the vengeance at <laughs> techguide.com.au. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. And, uh, mate, we're running out of time, so it's time to skip to the most important part of the show. We okay. keep you waiting. We keep listeners hanging on well, because this why, is that's in why demand. we put it last. We oh, it absolutely. Last, this is all about great programming. Uh, and you've got two great products. You mentioned one of them earlier. Um, oh, you, you hinted towards one of them earlier. This first one is from Huawei. Huawei. We love saying that. It's the Ascend Mate 6.1-inch smartphone, mm-hmm. the biggest smartphone. Now, there are tablets that make phone calls, but I technically class this still as a smartphone, maybe a phablet, phablet. if you want to call it a phone, mm-hmm. tablet. But the uh, Ascend Mate is only $429, Trev, so a lot of bang for your buck there. It's got a 6.1-inch uh, screen, as I mentioned, which is HD quality, 1280 by 7. Uh, it's got Android Jelly Bean running on board, 9.9 millimetres thick. Uh, now, this is a device that is, it's either the screen is going to either attract you mm. or deter you. Oh. So I think if you're after a big screen experience to have a better browsing experience, uh, web mail, uh, you can view your apps, uh, just enjoy the larger screen, then this is the device for you, as long as you're willing to carry it around. It's a lot bigger than uh, your normal smartphone. That's mm. my hand holding it on tech guides just to give it some scale. You love hand and I've modeling. And I've got big hands. So you're massive on the hand out. modeling. But uh, look, Huawei Ascend, mate, oh, I think it's good value. It's only 3G though, not 4G. A little bit sluggish at times, but you know, it's not it's not as zippy as an Optimus G or a, or a Galaxy S4. But look, if at four hundred and twenty nine bucks, it's pretty good value. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Now I've got to say the next one does interest me a lot, and I'm I'm going to base my review decision because I actually just don't review much stuff. I only review yeah, stuff. I only review stuff guide. I'm interested in. <laughs> I just read Tech Guide, obviously. But if if you're interested in this, I'm going to I'm going to get one to review it. Okay, the Samsung Chromebook. Now this is a laptop with a difference. It doesn't run Windows. It doesn't run Mac. It doesn't run any other system. It runs Chrome. Chrome OS. Now, basically, it's browser based. So if you're in willing, and I know you are, oh, I am well into the yeah. Google system. So you're accessing Google Docs, Google Calendar, Gmail, the whole lot. 40 gigabytes drive, drive, 100 so gig drive used. It is, it is an opportunity to sort of leverage the cloud computing, cloud to your advantage. So you don't need a lot of memory. It's only 16 gig flash memory. Mm-hmm. It's got a quad core, a dual core processor. Gig. It's only got 16 gig on board, flash memory. But you're using the, the cloud, the Google Drive. You, you're using the cloud. Yeah. So it's a connected product though. So you need, there's only one thing I think you can use Google Docs when you're not connected to the yeah, internet. Yeah, it, it does do a lot. Sink, yeah. But look, if 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 you if it's you need more than a tablet, but you don't quite need a full blown laptop, and you're heavily into the Google uh, ecosystem, this is the device for you. It's only three hundred and forty nine bucks. Now it's it's light. It's it's made of plastic. It's a bit plasticky, but look, if you want a sleek metallic design, you're going to pay four times more by an Ultrabook. Mm. This uh, I think is Air. it's got a specific use. I think it's good for a student, maybe good for a, a beginner, maybe someone who wants a really cheap laptop to connect. It's got a browser of course so you can look at any any of the sites and a lot of the uh, functions
functionality, the Google uh, Calendar, and etc., are all available on the browser. I'm going to give it a try. So, uh, look, it's well worth a go. $349, and uh, there's a full review at techguide.com.au. And I won't spoil it, but it, it doesn't quite hit four stars. <laughs> And that's a wrap. It's time to hit some golf balls, Stephen. Yes, we are. The first time ever. I've been teasing it for a long time. The two blokes are going to hit some golf balls. I really can't play. I'll just do it for fun. I'll show you. Stephen's going to show me how it's done. T-shirt. I've even t-shirted. Oh, that'll do me. I'm wearing my fucking my work clothes. (laughs) 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 Anyway, two blokes talking tech. You can download it each and every week, uh, and you can follow us on Facebook. Go to twoblokestalkingtech.com. And uh, importantly, Stephen is on Twitter. Stephen Fennick with a PH, as am I. But I'm Trevor Long on Twitter. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Two Blokes Talking Tech. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick.